Here we're going to talk about how loudly a person is supposed to daven, especially when it comes to Yom Narayim, where there's a certain sense of energy and a certain sense of passion. Is it okay for one to scream their tefillahs in general, on Yom Narayim, different parts of tefillah? So what we find is there are three Gemaras and Shas that talk about whether one should daven out loud or daven quietly, and all of them come down on the side of davening quietly and not davening out loud. The Gemara in Brachas and Dav Lamed Aleph tells us that there are many halachas of tefillah that we derive from Chana. And one of them is, we see from the Pasuk, V'kola lo yishama mikan sha'asa That since Chana was davening in a way that you couldn't hear her voice, we see from there that one is not allowed to, oh, you're back, that one is not allowed to be magbia, and you too, that one is not allowed to be magbia kola bitfilaso. He's not allowed to daven out loud. He's not allowed to raise his voice in his tefillah. What's so terrible about that? For that, you have to look seven blot earlier in Masechus Brachas and Davchav Dalid, where the Gemara says that when one is mashmiya kol b'tefilaso, he's miktane amuna. If a person lets his voice be heard in his tefillah, it shows a low level of emuna because he, it's as if he believes that HaKadosh Baruch is only going to hear his tefillah if he is audible. And then the Gemara says, and if he's magbiya kol b'tefilaso, not just mashmiya, but magbiya, that he raises his voice in his tefillah, then he is minaviye hasheker. Apparently that's the way the naviye hasheker used to pray, because the whole thing of being a naviye hasheker is that you're putting on a show. It's like, a, uh, you know, the, the, whole, uh, the whole religion is just a show. It's not anything uh, real and substantial. So they would scream really loudly. So one is considered minaviye hasheker. However, the Gemara goes on to say, if a person is having trouble having kavana, davening quietly, he's allowed to daven out loud, but that's only if he's davening the yechidus. If he's davening with a minion, then davening out loud may disturb somebody else, and therefore one should not daven out loud. But you do see that there's an exception if one is having difficulty having kavana, provided that he's davening the yechidus. A third Gemara in Shas is Sota Daf Lamed Beis, where the Gemara tells us that the reason they were misakin, tefillah belachash, is that the reason we dafka, daven quietly, is so as not to embarrass people who do averos, because sometimes people in their tefillos, they're doing all sorts of tshuva, they're reaching out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they're saying all sorts of things that they've done wrong, and like you're going to be standing next to the guy in shul, and he's going to be saying like uh, all these things, you'll be like, whoa, right? you know, so that, that could be embarrassing for the person, so we, uh, we, we say it's better to daven quietly. Now, it's not surprising that we have three sources that all say the same thing. They all say you're supposed to daven quietly. The, the surprising part is that we have two sources in Rishonim that seem to say the opposite, that seem to say that a person is supposed to daven out loud. In the Gilion Atosos, in the Sechus Roshanadaf Yudzayin Amadbeis, the Gilion Atosos, like a little footnote in Tosos that actually appears between the text of Gemara and the text of Tosos on the page in Roshanadaf Yudzayin Amadbeis, the, uh, the Gilion Atosos tries to explain the Midah of Chanun. HaKadosh Baruch is described as a Chanun. And he says, you know what Chanun means? It means that, it's the, it, it means that HaKadosh Baruch is going to respond to someone's tefillah when they cry out, even if they don't deserve it. Much like a human being who's in a position of power may not uh, give to everybody that deserves it, but someone comes and they start crying and they start and they start, uh, your heart goes out to them because you see that they're so broken, they're crying out to you, so then you, uh, you have Rachmanus on them, even if they don't deserve it. That's what we're appealing to in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I know I don't deserve it, but I'm crying, I'm screaming out. So he describes screaming out, and apparently that's part of, that's part of the way one is supposed to be mispalo. 
The Ramban in Parshas Bo also highlights the idea of Romumus Hakol in Tefillah. He says that one, one who is who, who, who is engaged in Romumus Hakol B'Tfilos, and he gets in, he goes to shul, and he davens berabim. It's a way of telling Yechonosh Baruch Hu, Ribonosh you are my creator, I am your servant, you are the master of the world, and that is an appropriate way, that is a, a proper way to reach out to Yechonosh Baruch Hu. And he quotes a medrash, not clear where this medrash really is, but he quotes a medrash that darshans from Yonah, Mikana Talamat Shetfila Tzricha Kol, that not only it's okay, Tzricha Kol, that one who's davening needs to say in a loud voice. So what is going on over here? And you have three Gemaras that all say you're supposed to daven quietly, but then we have these Rishonim that talk about this great value in davening out loud. So there, let's, let's first discuss what the Allah has to say about three things. There's Shemona Esrei, there's Yom Narayim, and then there's other Tfilos. When it comes to Shemona Esrei, Beis Yosef quotes from a Rashba in Masechus Brachos that while one should not be loud enough to be Mashmiyalacherim, you should be loud enough that you could hear yourself talk with your own ears. And uh, the Yerushalmi says that just like by Kriyashma, where you're only Yotze, if you're where, where you're you're only Yotze b'diavet, if you're not Mashmiyalazno, but lechadchili, you're supposed to be Mashmiyalazno. Tefillah should be the same way. Lechadchili, you should try to hear it yourself. However, the Beis Yosef quotes the Tosefta in the third part of Masechus Brachos that Chana was not even Mashmiyal Liazna. That Chana's super effective Tefillah, from which we learn all of Tefillos, she wasn't even Mashmiyal Liazna. She didn't even say it loud enough for herself to hear it. And the Beis Yosef says that's what the Zohar holds. So that's why you have amongst the Hasidim a Hakpada Dafka not to be Mashmiyal Liazna. They want to be Choshesh. Uh, for that shita of the Zohar. The Mishabur and Sim Kofal of Sivkat and Hay says that many people believe that the Zohar never really said that, and that the Zohar really meant that Chana was Mashmiyalazna, that we we're supposed to be, but be that as it may, that's the way the Beis Yosef quotes the Zohar. The Mishabur says, and certainly if you're not Mashmiyalazna, you're definitely Yotse Bidiyeved, but he thinks that really one should be. Now, when is it mutter to daven loudly? Is there ever a time where it's okay to say Shemon out loud? So, first of all, the Gemara had said, that if you in Brachas Chavdal, that if you can't have Kavana and you're Biyachidus, then you're allowed to daven. You're allowed to daven out loud. The Beis Yosef quotes from a Mari. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the Mishabru and Sivkat and Ches quotes from the Taz that even if it's going to hurt your Kavana but not destroy it, you could still daven out loud. Meaning, it's not that your Kavana is a zero when you're davening quietly. You're having some Kavana, but you feel like it would be better if you davened out loud. Says the uh, Taz. Fine, daven out loud. Biralacha even goes so far as to say, and if you know that you can't daven out loud in shul, because you're not allowed to disturb others, but you know that you'd have better kavana if you were davening out loud, so daven biyachidus. More important to daven with kavana and do whatever it takes to enhance your kavana rather than daven in shul. That's what the Biralacha says, except the Biralacha says we can't really tell people to do that nowadays because then everyone's just going to say, oh, yippee, I never have to go to Minyan, you know, and that's, uh, that's not, not a good message. To, uh, to send, but really that would be the halacha. Another situation where it may be mutter to daven out loud, the Torah quotes from Yerushalmi that, uh, that there, there was a Rabbi Yonah who would daven out loud adiyalfi minei b'nei beise so his uh, household members could learn how to daven. So when he was davening at home, he'd say Shemon Esrei out loud so that his kids could hear what Shemon Esrei is supposed to sound like and they learn how to daven. Beis Yosef's just not sure whether Adi Yalfi B'nei Beisei means that he did it so that they can learn how to daven. 
and that's a second heter of when you're allowed to daven out loud? Or is it that, no, the heter of him davening out loud was because he, uh, he couldn't concentrate quietly when davening quietly. And it happened to be a side benefit. Ah, he davened out loud so much until Yalfi b'nei Beisei. The Beisei Yosef is not really sure if this is in fact a second heter. A third possible heter to daven out loud, we mentioned uh, last week, I think, when we spoke about the tkios during the Salish Monesrei, that if you, want, if you need someone to daven out loud in order to keep everyone at the same pace so that they can have the tkios and the shana, malchus, chronos, shofros, so Salvechik held that one person can daven loud enough that everyone else could hear and they can keep pace with him. And that's what Salvation used to do in his minion in Boston. Now, what about Yom Noraim? So first of all, is there any sort of exception for Yom Noraim where we say, you know what, all bets are off, throw uh, etiquette by the wayside and just, you know, do what you got to do and scream if you need to. So the Turim Beis Yosef and Simon Koval say, yes, there is an exception for Yom Noraim. The Tshuva Siach Yitzchak quotes from Mishlah Kadosh that that's what was going on with Eli and Chana. Right, Eli says to Hannah, what are you doing? And she says, uh, he thinks she's drunk because what was she davening quietly for? And Hannah uh, was davening quietly and we learned from her that you're supposed to daven quietly. So what was Eli thinking? Well, why did Eli think that you weren't supposed to daven quietly? So says the Tshuva Siach Yitzchak, Eli thought she was saying uh, Rosh Hashanah Shmonesrei. And he said, Rosh Hashanah Shmonesrei, Yom Naraim, you're supposed to scream, you're supposed to be loud in Yom Naraim. And Hannah was saying, no, no, I'm, I'm davening for a personal bakasha. I'm davening uh, for, my, for, my own, for my own self. So they were both right. If, if it were, in fact, the Yom Noraim Tefillah, based on this Beis Yosef and Tur, uh, you, you would be, uh, it would be appropriate to daven that loud. The Shari Tshuva and Tavkov Pei Beis says that according to the Zohar, it's even worse on Yom Avin. Meaning the opposite, that the Zohar, who is very into not, not even being loud enough to hear it with your own ears, thinks on Yom Adin you have to be super careful to do everything just right, and therefore you really better be quiet on the Yom Adin. In Piskei Tshuvas, in Tavkov Peves, footnote 47, he quotes that the Torah Beis, so he, he quotes from someone, one of the Hasidic Rebbe's, who was a big Zohar person, and said that even the Torah Beis Yosef didn't really mean that you're supposed to daven out loud. They just felt bad for people who would do it, and uh, they, uh, they were just, you know, being malamid zchus and people who would do it. Not the impression you get if you actually read the Torah Beis Yosef, but that's, that's what uh, he quotes. Now, why would, would Yom Naran be an exception? Two possibilities. First, Beis Yosef quotes from Piskei Atosos, that the words are very unfamiliar to people in Yom Naran because they're not the words that you say every day. So maybe you need a little more help for concentration. So you say it out loud, and it will help enhance one's concentration. The other possibility is that the, the urgency of tshuva may allow everyone to concentrate, even though people around them are being loud. I Meaning normally you're not allowed to be loud in the tzibur, because it's going to disrupt everybody. No one's going to be disrupted because everyone is so laser-focused on their tefillos on the Yom Naraim. People have the ability to concentrate a little bit more on the, the Yom Naraim. In the Tshuva Siach Yitzchak, he brings many sources, including our Tosos and Rosh Hashanah that an Ace Tzara is an appropriate time to daven out loud. And he says, that's <coughs> the resolution to our problem that we started with. We had three Gemaras that all said you're supposed to daven quietly. Then we had Tosos, Ramban, about davening out loud. What do you mean? Is it supposed to be quiet or is it supposed to be out loud? Generally, it's supposed to be quiet. Ace Tzara, Yimei Hadin, a time of great distress, a time of desperation, then everything could be out loud and should be out loud. Um, the Tshuvas Yehudi Yala proves for many places 
that this is correct, especially from the Rambam at the very beginning of Hilchus Tainios. The Rambam in the uh, beginning of Hilchus Tainios, Perak Aleph Halach Aleph writes, Mitzvah Sasem in Torah, Lizok Ulaharia Bechatzotzros. I'll call Tzarash Atavala Sivur. It's a Mitzvah Sasem in Torah, Lizok. Lizok means cry out. That's the way one is supposed to daven. I'll call Tzarah when it's a time of Tzarah. So when it comes to a time of tsara, then there's more, uh, more, more reason to, uh, to daven out loud. The Dark Moshe just quotes from the Marivayal that even if you're going to be davening out loud during the Yavon Arayim, don't be Magbiakol. You could be Mashmiakol, but not Magbiakol. Don't scream like a lunatic, meaning it's, uh, it's okay to be louder than normal, but don't, don't be Magbiya Yoser Midayim, the Lashon of the Raman, Tavkov Pebez, Si'if Tes. Now, what about uh, being misvada bakol? About the Gemara Sota Daflam Bezam Bez says that it's embarrassing to say vidoy out loud, and that's why we're supposed to daven quietly. So the Beis Yosef says nowadays you can say vidoy out loud also. Why? What's the whole reason that saying vidoy out loud is a problem? That they were misakin tefila belachash because it's embarrassing. Everyone's going to hear what I'm saying vidoy about. You're sitting next to your, standing next to your business partner in shul, and you hear him saying vidoy. Oh, I steal, I steal from my partner, and I say, and you're going to, well, what's going on? It's going to be embarrassing for him that that's going to come out in that context. So that's what you have to do quietly. But nowadays, when we say vidoy, what do we what do we do when we say vidoy? We're saying the standard nusach. We're saying the same alchets everybody else is saying. So therefore, the Beis Yosef says it's not particularly embarrassing. You can do it out loud. One could argue with that, because one could argue that sometimes you could tell that there are certain al that mean more to a person than other al you know, that the person will be just clopping away his al and then all of a sudden he gets to like, uh, I don't know, Arayos, and he starts like bawling, and that, that could be embarrassing, that, uh, you know, that he, he focuses on, uh, on that al but anyway, that's what the Beis Yosef says. Now, what about Pesuke de Zimra and other parts of Dagon? Mishabur and Sim Kofal Sukkot and Zion says, that even Pesukah Zimra should not be Bekol. But what does he mean by that? It's very likely that, and the Rosh Hashulchan uh, clearly holds this way in Simon Kofal Sivches, that it doesn't mean you shouldn't say Pesukah Zimra out loud. It means one shouldn't scream Pesukah Zimra. One should not be Magbiakol. But Mashmiakol would seem entirely appropriate for Pesukah Zimra, especially because According to the Gemara Sotu Daflam Beis, the whole reason to be quiet in Tefillah is because of Busha. Where's the Busha in singing praises to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? That you're just singing Zemra to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Magnav Ramzim says that shuckling is only for Pesukit Zimra, but not for Shemona I mean, there's supposed to be. It's supposed to be more animated. Pesukit Zimra is supposed to be with a little more energy than uh, than Shemona Esrei. In the Chuvas Beis Sharma, Rachaim Memi says that's what the word Zemer means. Zemer means to sing aloud. If you're just going to be saying it quietly, then that's not a fulfillment of Zemer. And that's probably what the Ramban really meant in Parshas Bo. That when he says that things should be done aloud, the Ramban was highlighting being Mashbiach HaKadosh Baruch Hu, declaring how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is king and you are just his creator, we are just his creations. That's where the Ramban says that should be done out loud. A lot of times you walk into a shul and they're very machved that everyone be quiet. And you walk in and it's absolutely silent. That's not the way a shul should be. You're supposed to walk in, you're in the yeshiva. Right? You walk in and you hear a hum of tefillah. 
You walk in, you hear like that. That's the way it, should, it shouldn't be that you're screaming like lunatics, not to be magbiachol, but throughout the tefillah, other than Shmon Esrei, where it's supposed to be silent, throughout the tefillah, there should be an energy in the tefillah. There should be a zemer. It should be a way of saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we are makabal HaKadosh Baruch Hu as melech, and that we're excited to do so. And that's, that's really the ultimate, the, the ideal form of uh, presenting a tefillah to the Rebbe Shlomo. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.